Hello and welcome to Simple Self-Care by Naturally Randy Kay. This is a podcast dedicated to simplifying the healing journey by aligning your self-care practices with your own inner wisdom and the natural cycles outside and within. Though self-care has become quite the buzzword, it's actually a vital tool that can fit beautifully into your everyday life. Join me as we explore how to create a deep and meaningful relationship with ourself naturally, intentionally, and simply. Hello, everyone. How's it going? I greet you from my empty healing studio here in Fargo. It's kind of sad because I miss the community I have here and working with my clients one-on-one, but it is kind of nice to have this place as my own little safe haven. So I'm here doing some cleaning, washing all the yoga props to prepare for when we are on the other side of this soon, hopefully. And it's good to have some nice alone time since my husband is working from home now and our dogs are much more vocal when we are all hanging out all day. So I don't have my fancy podcast mic here and there's some random sounds. So I hope that's okay, but that's really the only downfall. But we are back this week with a special bonus recording. I originally was just going to post this conversation on my Patreon page, which I did last week as a public post, but I didn't set up a way for me to track how many people listen to it. So it was just a helpful conversation that I want to make sure everyone was able to listen to. And since I don't know how many people did, I decided to post it on here as a bonus episode just to make sure you get a chance to listen to it and you get it right into your podcast feed. So speaking of Patreon, if you are unfamiliar with what that is, it's a place for creators to be supported by their patrons. So supporters will donate a certain amount each month and in return get special bonus content. So usually that content is just for subscribers, but sometimes I put goodies on there that are for everyone. So yeah, it's fun. And like I mentioned last week, since I am unable to practice at my studio, which is the core of my business and it makes me able to provide all of the other things for free that I do, like this podcast, I cordially invite you to become a Patreon supporter for as little as $2 a month. And if you donate at the $5 level, you get access to my Simple Self-Care Masterclass, which is an online course teaching you the basics of creating a self-care practice at home. So that could be really applicable right now. So anyway, there's that. (laughs) If you've been wanting to help out small businesses, that's the way you can help me. So I just, I'm throwing that out there for you. And you can check it out at patreon.com slash simple self-care. And a special thank you to everyone who has been sharing the podcast over the past couple weeks. That's also a wonderful way to support the podcast is to share it with your peeps. And I'm happy that it's serving as a resource for people right now. So it's been fun seeing that pop up on people's social media posts in their newsletters. It really means a lot and helps a lot. And I'm just really grateful. It can be keeping you company and giving you some inspiration right now. So 
Thank you very much to those that have been sharing and please feel free to keep sharing and make sure you tag me so I can see it and respond and reshare that as well. Okay. So that being said, on to today's episode. I hopped on another call with my podcast guest from last week, Becca Shern from Minimal Wellness, to answer some questions about how to stay healthy at home right now during quarantine times. Becca is a nutritionist and health coach and just a very grounded and wise woman in general. And if you missed last week's chat, I recommend you listen to that one as well. And I really resonate with her simplistic approach to wellness. And I think you'll get a lot out of this conversation. So take a listen as we chat about how to simplify your meals and meal prep process right now, how to manage added anxiety and stress, how to provide experiential and playful learning opportunities for your kids at home, how to work out from home, how to process all of this chaos together, and more. All right, Becca. Well, thank you for agreeing to hop back on a call with me and answer some questions during this interesting time in human history. (laughs) It was definitely an interesting time. (laughs) I agree. A lot of us are thinking about our health and our homes and our the health of our families and all that. So I figured um, along with posting our uh, conversation we put, we recorded a few years ago. Oh my gosh. I'm going to edit that. <laughs> years. <laughs> Where am I? Um, so along with the conversation we recorded a few weeks ago, that's on the podcast this week. I wanted to get a more um, timely conversation with your expertise um, on how we can stay healthy and somewhat sane during this insane time. So (laughs) I'm happy to try to help. Yeah. (laughs) No, No promises. Yeah. I think like in talking with lots of people, um, it's just so unknown. Yeah. It's just so unknown. And it's kind of like, we don't know how this is going to pan out. We don't know what this is going to mean. We don't know the timeline. And so hopefully, um, we can share some ideas on how, what to do despite the unknowns and Mm -hmm. honestly, things that we can be applying to our lives, no matter what. Yeah. And I think what this situation does is it is giving us an opportunity to take care of ourselves and um, prepare our lives in a way that we have just said we're too busy to do. And so I think this is a good chat for now and in general (laughs) to be living happier and healthier. I agree. Yeah. One of the things that's come up for me a lot in the past few days is that um, I'm really grateful for having a relatively simple life and lifestyle. Like, um, I don't, you know, I feel comfortable in my home. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My my home is a, a sanctuary of sorts. And so it's been really nice to like, just enjoy being in our, in, in the home, you know, Mm -hmm. and it, as far as like, I know this is one, not one of your questions, but like 
what came up for me a lot is like for people who have been thinking about going toward like more simple living like this is a great opportunity to to play around with like decluttering and getting rid of stuff and clearing and cleaning like yeah (laughs) exactly I've been thinking that a lot and just being grateful for the strides that I have made over the years Mm -hmm. and um and then just developing more of a more fuel behind the goals that I have for the future and just like being like this is why (laughs) this is why we simplify our lives this is why we create some cushion and some wiggle room and we're not constantly going like operating on max out right you know like and why self-care is so important so we can use what we've built the health that we've built to be able to deal with these things Mm -hmm. and so yeah that definitely is a big takeaway for me and what I've been trying to communicate too is just like this is more than just good ideas like this is what is going to save us in times of crisis yeah yeah absolutely Cool. Well, let's get started with some questions. So I guess speaking of your home and your space, uh, how can you prepare your home right now? Um, and especially your kitchen. So simplifying your meals, what to, you know, stock up on how to use things in your pantry, just kind of best practices for needing to be at home more and staying sane and wise with your food supplies. Yeah. So one of the things that we've been doing is trying our best to only go to the grocery store once a week. Um, and to do like a, usually we go three times a week or so. Um, so it's a big difference for us anyways. Um, and when we go to the grocery store, we're trying to go at like off peak times. So either right when they open or right before closing, probably like right when they open um, in terms of potential stock availability, right? Um, So trying to do more planning around that, like the only the once a week shop instead of three times a week is the first leg in our stool um, and figuring out what we will want to consume during that week. And so for us anyways, and for clients, I recommend people fall back on old staples that are shelf stable and well-tolerated, either shelf stable or well-tolerated. So for us, um, that's looking like Ella likes oatmeal and cereal. (laughs) So we have oatmeal and cereal for her as breakfast options. Uh, for me, it's usually either smoothies or yogurt and granola or eggs. And my husband doesn't eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so having a very small like group of things that you're, are going to be your go-to, right? And recognizing that this particular season of life is not the season of massive variety or Mm -hmm. super interesting things. It's just simple, right? Like what is going to be the most simple, the easiest to keep stocked 
you know, and um, go from there. So yeah, oatmeal, cereal for kids, eggs, because you can stockpile eggs and they're not gonna go bad. I mean, especially if you're at your house and eating them, Mm -hmm. they'll be fine. Um, Yeah, those are my go-tos. So find your go-tos that are, you know, easy to prepare and, you know, relatively durable in a fridge or in a pantry. The other thing to keep in mind is uh, even in Wuhan, where, you know, the epidemic was most intense, at least to this point, (laughs) we might find that there are other places in the world that uh, become more intense, but um, the water stayed on, the power stayed on, people could get food, right? So this is not the time to be panicking about having, you know, a 30-day supply, a 60-day supply, a 90-day supply of food. Like, that's unnecessary. (laughs) Unless you live in a very, very, very remote place and can honestly say there's a good chance you won't be able to get to a grocery store for 30 days, which seems really unlikely to me, but I get, I get that the, you know, you might end up getting sick, right? And not able to, to get to a grocery store if you live in a very far away place. Um, but yes, the vast majority of us are going to not need to be that well stocked with food. That said, having a few things around that you can fall back on in the worst case scenario is a good idea. So like we have, (laughs) we have several cases of sardines Mm -hmm. and several (laughs) cases of um, like, I think we've got a case of tuna and a case of um, salmon, canned salmon that are in our pantry. And we eat those things anyways. So it's not like we'll just go through them as we need them but those are sort of like apocalyptic type foods we also have a like i'm I'm referencing our place in california in los angeles so like (laughs) that's also our emergency supplies for an earthquake or some other sort of massive catastrophic event um so it serves multiple purposes right um yeah so a few things to have around you know just in case things get really bad, but not really making that like the absolute fallback thing. Realizing that we can nourish ourselves with very few things in a worst case scenario. So a lot of parents are now needing to prepare lunches and things for their kids. Can you share your thoughts on uh, keeping those simple and, and calming those parents down? Yeah, yeah. I think we have, again, with what I started the previous answer with was like, I think we overthink this sort of stuff, right? So keeping it really simple and straightforward. What do your kids like to eat? (laughs) Right? What are their favorite things? Okay, have, honestly, have the mac and cheese on hand, right? Like have um, canned soups on hand. Like, don't overthink it. You know, so for Ella, she loves these cheesy, she, um, she's gluten sensitive. I'm gluten sensitive. Josh is gluten sensitive. So like we don't, yeah, we keep 
things gluten-free around the house. So like she's got these little crackers that she likes. She loves um, cucumbers and bananas and berries. So I've got lots of those around the house. Um, she loves seaweed. Basically, I'm just stocking the house with healthy things that I know she'll eat. Like, it's really, you know, not more complicated than that. And um, so I'd encourage people to think of the, the small handful of things that you know you will eat <laughs> or you know your children will eat. Hopefully there's like some overlap there. Um, and, and just do your, your weekly grocery shop for those items. And, you know, if this stretches on long enough, maybe everyone will get super sick of those select things. And then you find a few select things to replace them with, but keeping in mind what healthy means, right? So you want to have vegetables, you want to have fruit, um, have some sort of like slow digesting carbohydrate and protein. Okay. Uh, fat obviously as well, but we don't usually have to work at getting much fat. Um, but like for Ella, I have whole milk that's um, got added omega-3s some DHA and EPA. Um, so she gets a lot of nutrition from just the milk that she drinks. So that is like a nice baseline to set, you know, so have some sort of nourishing baseline, whether that's milk or eggs or um you know I'm, I'm thinking of things that have protein and fat mm -hmm. in them so that you know you're think you're feeling more more nourished and satisfied um for lunches you know chicken with the skin on um you can do any sort of like red meat tacos <laughs> pulled pork right like you want to have the the nourishing foods so that you're not just running around on a carbohydrate high because one of the things I think we'll get into is how to help keep our anxiety <laughs> about this whole situation like as low as possible and one of the ways we can do that from a nutritional point of view is not being on a carbohydrate roller coaster through this whole thing because carbohydrates and sugars um, tend to spike our blood sugar, which um, can really exacerbate feelings of anxiety during these times. So making the base of our diets be really nourishing with good healthy fats, lots of healthy proteins, vegetables, and fruit, and really like minimizing the added sugar and the excessive carbohydrates. That's awesome. Good info. Thanks. <laughs> You must be a professional. <laughs> One thing that I'm seeing a lot from parents, especially is this need to like, now they need to homeschool perfectly. And like, there's like more anxiety being created of just being like, okay, how am I the best person, like the best parent of feeding my kids? And how do I educate them? And I did see a post where a woman said, if you, if trying to homeschool your children right now is stressing you out. You don't have to do it. Like you don't have to be yeah. doing all of these things and maybe it would serve everyone more if you just had fun. So let's yes. <laughs> chat about, um, let's wrap up about like what to do with kids and then we can move into some of the more like personal health 
questions. So with children at home, how do you recommend um, moving into that lifestyle? Because that's not a totally new lifestyle for you. You work from home and things like that. So um, yeah. any advice on that? Yeah, it's actually interesting because I have been like dipping my toe into unschooling and the homeschooling ideas for a while now. Like I'm interested in it. And so I've kind of been wanting an excuse to try it. And I had planned on doing it uh, this summer with her is like, you know, trying to work in some unschooling type principles where it's like, okay, you know, we're reading every day. We're doing a little bit of math, right? We're doing a little bit of science each week, um, but not in a structured way. So like the reading piece would be structured, at least in my mind. And that's how we're going to, we've been doing it the last couple of days is we're making a chunk of time, making sure that each day we do some reading, right? We do some sort of activity that involves math and logic and reasoning. So for us yesterday, we did a, a science experiment that came in a kit that we already had, which was great. But um, that can also look like baking. That can look like, um, <laughs> you know, using toys and engineering some really elaborate new system, you know, like a zip line or, um, you know, a, a home for all of your animals. <laughs> Or yesterday we played, uh, so my daughter's six, so just for reference. Um, <laughs> it's not like a 14-year-old. Right. Yeah. We played um, doctor and nurse with her stuffed animals. You know, so she's got a half a dozen or whatever stuffed animals, and she lined them up and said, like, <laughs> she analyzed all of them and took their temperatures and listened to their heartbeats. And so we were engaging with the ideas of, you know, taking care of people. and um, assessing what each different person might need based on what's wrong with them. And so I, I'm personally taking the approach of unschooling, not homeschooling. And I think the major difference between those two philosophies, and I am by no means an expert in any of them, <laughs> let alone parenting, right? Like I have one child, she is six. <laughs> so take this all with a massive grain of salt. Um, but I'm taking it more of an unschooling direction, which is she's going to learn from me, from our interactions, um, and the, the things that she chooses to engage with in the world and show her interest in. So, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll play on the piano. We got a keyboard a few weeks ago, um, an electric keyboard. And so we're both, I'm relearning the piano and she is gradually learning the piano when she is interested in it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so we'll do that. We'll do some baking at some point, I'm sure, which is really helpful for math. Um, the science experiment she did yesterday had a decent amount of math in it, obviously a bunch of science. Um, and then art, right? Playing outside, like at least for now, in most places, no one is forbidding us to go outside um, as long as we're not congregating, right? Mm -hmm. So go on bike rides, um, go on hikes, nature hikes, play in the creeks, 
when they thaw in <laughs> Fargo. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, be outside and enjoy the natural world as much as we can. And um, not don't worry about making it perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Kids learn, the best way kids learn is by playing. And mm-hmm. so encourage them to play. Like, don't worry about tons of screen time, but like also don't let them spend all day every day on their screens, you know, encourage them to actually play and get out in the world. Yeah. So less about curriculum and finding an online program and blah, blah, blah. It's just like in focusing more on giving them experiences and it might even be helpful to have a mental break from that kind of pace and to learn absolutely different way because school isn't going to be out forever. You know, there's going to be time to make things up and get back to the book studies and all of that. And so for now there, you can take the pressure off and, and play and enjoy each other. I think so. I think this is just a really, we can look at it as a beautiful reset, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's forcing us to slow down and to question how we've been living our lives as a collective society and um, it's forcing us to recalibrate and to do things differently. And what we're trying to do is to embrace that recalibration and really figure out what is necessary and what we can let go of. And one of the things that I'm working really hard to let go of is like the worry. Mm-hmm. The, like the collective worry about everything, mm-hmm. right? Like it will be okay. Um, and even if, you know, we're part of a group that experiences what could be really catastrophic loss, like trying to take a, a whole life cycle view of everything, right? And so I'm, I'm saying this not from like a point of privilege, but from a, a point of actual, like, these are things I'm grappling with, right? Like I have two older parents. My mom struggled for like six weeks this winter with a really bad respiratory thing. So if she gets this COVID-19, like it could be really, really bad for her, even though she is theoretically in great health, you know, so I'm, that's a concern. My brother is finishing up the last month of his chemo treatments for lymphoma. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I, there are people in my immediate circle who like, I am very, very worried about. And to be honest, it, it could be really bad. And, um, I think that where I'm going with it is like, just trying to recognize that this is all part of life's cycle and that these sorts of trials are going to come up at some point. And right now it's just in a really intensely compressed time. And so for me, there's a certain amount of like, this is what life is. It's just really intense. And part of the intensity is like we're all experiencing it at the same time, (laughs) but that's also part of the beauty, right? Like a lot of times when we're going through grief and loss and struggle, we do it on our own. And 
I think what this situation is providing us is the opportunity to recognize the humanity in each other and to go through this together. Like this is a huge struggle for everyone and lots and lots of people are going to be going through grief and loss and we can, we can learn to become a better society because of that. At least that's my hope. Right. I know I got way, way, way off track with that. No, I answer, love it. No, I love yeah. it. I've been thinking very similar things. And um, I do find, like, even as a business owner, which is my biggest concern right now of, you know, having a brick and mortar in person yeah. um, uh, business for most of my income, uh, usually when I have, slow times it's like oh crap what am I doing wrong how do I need to fix this and now it's just like it's totally out of my control it's like not about you yeah it's like and and everyone is dealing with it in their own ways it's going to affect our entire economy global economy and yeah and who knows like how this is going to all um, pan out in the end. And it's like my friends, like my business owner friends in town, like we're communicating more and we're sharing ideas and the community is coming together in a way that wouldn't otherwise in just in that regard. Um, Mm -hmm. and in my downtime, I am, you know, hopping on calls with people and connecting with, people remotely that I haven't in a while. And now we're both at home working, you know, like, or, you know, have more time. And, and I definitely hear you with it influencing loved ones. Um, You know, I'm not hanging out with my dad right now because he's older and has um, some health uh, concerns. And so that, but we're communicating more via phone and like all of these things. So there's like, it is my hope that like all we can do is take care of ourselves and each other the best way we can and keep showing up in a supportive way. And, and then zooming out and looking at what needs to shift in our lifestyle and in our lives to, to create a more sustainable way of living. And, um, I am taking that on personally. And to me, it's like, what's the point of, of working through anything challenging if it doesn't make us better people? Yeah. (laughs) You know, so. um, Or even one of the things that I've been playing around with in my head lately is like, like being okay, just in the, in the struggle, right. And not having Mm -hmm. like, not needing the resolution or the the subsequent like improvement, right? Yeah. Like not always feeling like I need to be better or like I need to learn some profound lesson from this struggle that I'm going through, mm-hmm. you know? Like sometimes the lesson is the struggle, mm-hmm. at least for me. Like, yeah. like acknowledging the struggle, yeah. like engaging with it, not trying to dismiss it or push it away or like instantly make it better. Yeah. I think that that's one of the powerful things about this situation is like, it's a struggle, 
and by the way, <laughs> we're not terribly empowered like to do much about the broader struggle, mm-hmm. right? But we can, we can influence how we react to it and what we do in our own lives and in our communities from a distance. Yeah. You know, um, it's like riding the, riding the wave of it is like not forcing the big lesson, but just keep staying with what's happening. And then whatever you're learning is whatever you're learning. Exactly. And, exactly. um, yeah. And I think, I think that goes, that, that, that can circle back around and apply to kids too, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever they're learning is whatever they're learning. <laughs> nice. You brought yeah. it back. That's, yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> and, and, and it's okay. Right. Yeah. Like, so when Ella came back to me, I, I share custody of her with my, with her uh, biological father in Montana. And when she came back with me this week, he and I were talking with her about the unusual nature of like having school be canceled for several weeks. She has her spring break this week. And technically speaking, their school is only closed for the subsequent week after spring break. But we all know that that is not going to just be the the end of it. Um, But even just that extra week, like I've literally never had a whole extra unplanned week off of school in my entire life. And I, you know, have a master's degree. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of opportunity Mm -hmm. to get an extra bonus week, uh, let alone bonus weeks. And so um, it's a, it's a, it's an unusual experience um, as a society. And so these kids are going to have this as one of their big life experiences, right? And I'm just going to try to lean into making this as a (laughs) non-traumatic, right? Mm -hmm. Like not stressful uh, and ideally enjoyable and uh, nurturing and fun times that she can have in her life. And so that's sort of where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. So to wrap up here, we could talk for a very long time about all this. Cause there's even before we started recording, we had to decompress together. We did. We did. <laughs> so Absolutely. There's, there's a lot going on. Um, there is. But I want to keep this, um, well, there's just a couple of questions that I think would be the nice, a nice wrap up to the conversation for now. Um, and this is more about taking care of our personal health. So maybe if you want to combine these two questions of, um, best methods for calming anxiety and calming the overwhelm, and then what kind of home workouts do you recommend? So a lot of us are now even shifting away from the gyms and there's a lot more opportunity to be sedentary. And so maybe just best practices of calming anxiety, staying, I mean, staying active is one of the methods, uh, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Maybe just kind of wrapping up the whole, like keeping yourself healthy, um, and, and as calm as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that, especially in this situation, warding off the anxiety, uh, 
stressing as little as possible and getting enough sleep are like the best things that we can do to shore up our immune systems and make sure that we're as, as whole and healthy as we can be. Like, yes, obviously nourishing foods are important, but like <clears throat> what feels and is nourishing to me is different than what is going to work for you. So the broad, you know, nutrition stuff that I shared at the beginning, applicable, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. apply that to your life as you see fit. But like the anxiety, like reducing anxiety, reducing the stress, um, getting the good sleep, like those things are the, are what I'm personally focusing on and I'm encouraging clients to do as well. So ways to manage anxiety, you're right. Like working out from where getting exercise, getting physical activity is one of the really good ways of dissipating stress and anxiety. So to the extent possible, keep doing that, right? Like I have a, a spin bike at my house that I used yesterday. I will be using it most days of the week because it feels really good to get some sweat out. <laughs> um, but if you don't have access to home gym equipment, there are literally innumerable YouTube videos that require no, no equipment <laughs> Um, and only require tolerating the instructor and the music that that instructor decides to play. So, um, <laughs> YouTube, YouTube is your friend. And they're, I actually turn off the yeah, sound free. of a lot of videos. That's a good idea. One of my, uh, lazy person tips is, um, not lazy cause I'm still doing it, but like, I don't love doing formal workouts and, yeah. um, I love, um, television so (laughs) what I do I have healthy boundaries but I have my shows that I really enjoy so what I do is I make a deal with myself that if I'm going to watch a show I need to also incorporate some exercise while I'm watching it so I'll turn the sound off um like on my iPad or laptop with the workout video and then I put it right below (laughs) the TV and so and a lot of the workouts I've done multiple times so I don't need to like hear the instruction, but I will do that or listen to a podcast or do something else that entertains my brain, um, and do the workout at the same time. And that is a fun little ritual for me and it makes me do it. So I don't care if it's whatever you can judge me if you want, but (laughs) I I think think that's a beautiful thing. I like to just, and like some people even have shows they only watch if they're working out. Yeah. And so they can only go, go back to the episodes if they're incorporating, if they're on the treadmill or whatever. Um, and so that gets me to do it. I mean, I love being outside and moving my body more and like getting exercise through activities that I enjoy, but, um, I don't hide the fact that I hate formal exercise. So, um, no, I'm, I don't hate it. I'm reframing my my inner monologue about that. Um, uh, but that's kind of what, what I, I do to like get myself to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it a little more or I, yeah. Get yourself to do it is a great way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. So some sort of, of physical activity, right. Mm-hmm. And if we're not able to go outside um, or 
our outside time is limited. Maybe you have a yard. I, I meant like in the broader community outside. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you have a yard and can start cleaning up your yard after the spring or. Oh yeah, my warmer. yard's a hot. I know, right? right? Like, <laughs> I got two like, big dogs. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yard cleanup, good grief. Uh, landscaping, gardening, all of those things are going to be really grounding and anxiety stress reducing. So like get outside, feel the ground, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, get some fresh air. If you literally can't leave like an apartment or something mm -hmm. like that, open the windows, get some fresh air. Um, you know, we're seeing videos of all these Europeans that are, you know, in their apartments. And like, I saw one video this morning of them playing like paddleboard back and forth. <laughs> each other. Like the ball was like in the air, yeah. like, suspend, you know, 15 stories up or whatever. And yeah, they had, a good, are... they had a good rally and then the ball just went flying and they're like, well, there we go. I mean, <laughs> that's done. the thing too. I've been thinking about a lot, um, is like what, like, beautiful moments can happen that wouldn't yeah. have happened otherwise totally like yeah. what are ways of exercising and caring for ourselves and caring for each other that we would have just never done yeah and like dancing so dancing in your apartment by yourself or yeah I do like, that anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> or with your kids have a dance yeah. party or do yoga with your kids or um like the apartment thing there was a a personal trainer like in the courtyard of one of the apartments oh yeah I saw and, that yeah like they were doing workouts from their units through the <laughs> windows with the trainer down there like it's just all of this is like making us better connected people and like mm -hmm. I think when you're struggling with the anxiety instead of letting that pull you down like focus on the, the beautiful opportunities and the beautiful mm -hmm. moments that are popping up and showing yeah. themselves in this, in this moment. I think like, of it. Okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just quick. I think of it as um, shifting the energy. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're feeling anxiety, it's not very productive to just be like, I've got to stop feeling anxious. And then you feel more totally. anxious. Yeah. That you're feeling anxious. And so it's like, what can I do with this anxiety that could shift the energy a bit? And sometimes it is just writing it out, like mm -hmm. doing your deep breathing, letting yourself cry, like let the breakdowns happen because they yeah. we need to be feeling those feelings. But then think I, of I like literally screamed earlier this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like like at the top, like did one of those like very like angry just like just like yeah. like I just like <laughs> let it out um because there was a lot of frustration this morning yes happen yeah. yeah yeah and that's good like I mm. I cried it out a couple of days ago I just like it's just if we don't allow ourselves to feel that stays within if we judge ourselves when we're feeling things like I had a very pathetic weekend of feeling the feels and I I just as a highly sensitive person as I know you've talked about that too is like I feel the weight of the world I feel the weight of my own stress but then everyone else's stress and I have things in place to help me manage that and yeah. use it in a healthy way but with, when stuff like this happens like this is so so like such uncharted territory and so this weekend I just was like 
floored, like literally, and had a hard time doing anything. And at first I was so judgmental with myself about it. And I was just like, oh, you can't do this right now. And you take care of other people. Like you need to get yourself together and da, da, da. And then I was finally like, I know myself well enough to know that when I allow this to happen, I actually can get up and, and help people. If I don't take this time for myself when I can, I will not be able to show up for anyone else. Yeah. And I know we talk about this in the podcast for this week that we're launching um, of caring as a caregiver, how to care for yourself. Um, but that's, it's like now we're practicing uh, what we preach and what we know in a, in a very real way. And that can, that looks really messy sometimes. And, but we got to go there. If like, like you're saying, like dealing with the, with the struggle, like the only way out is through. And so it's taking the pressure off yourself to have it together and to allow our, our, our communities and our kids to even see us struggling can be really powerful too. Um, the podcast I recorded right before this one, last week's episode is called the how to embrace your not awesome, (laughs) the importance of being not awesome. And I didn't even plan on it being the timing of it, but it just kind of worked out, but we're all kind of not awesome right now. And, um, and that's okay. And that is powerful in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there are far more moments of not feeling awesome. <laughs> right. But <laughs> yeah. like, I, I do think that there can be moments of feeling really amazing. Yeah. Right. Like, like the, the, maybe it's just me as like a very introverted, relatively like socially distant person to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I feel like we're celebrating the good stuff more right now. Yeah. And that feels really beautiful and powerful. And it's helping me to do the same thing within my own life and like see the beautiful moments with my daughter or with my husband or whatever. And um, really appreciating those on a much deeper level than I might normally. Yeah. Yeah. So there are other tips or suggestions for reducing anxiety specifically if that's what you're struggling with right now um my like first big one would be to reduce the amount of noise you have coming in (laughs) whether that's the number of times you're checking social media uh if you're on social media at all right now that might be something to to look into for your own well-being i was off instagram for a few weeks and then yesterday i decided that I actually wanted to be back on so I could connect with people. Um, But that might be a different calculation for you. I'm finding that Twitter is no bueno. So (laughs) Twitter is off for me. Uh, But like even the number of times you're checking news sites and looking for updates on things, right? Like we don't need to be, in fact, we shouldn't be bombarding ourselves with news and information and all this catastrophic <laughs> way that everyone is is making things um seem in order to get clicks you know it makes sense but like we don't need to be taking all of that energy on all day every day right in fact we shouldn't be 
And so if you find yourself in a really anxious place, think about how often you're in, engaging with social media, how often you're looking at news. Uh, are there people that you're engaging with that you're talking to on a regular basis who are stoking that anxiety? I have that particular situation going on right now that I need to nip in the bud. Um, yeah, so some people you might need to chat with less during this time. Um, yeah, and then like coffee, right? Coffee, caffeine intake, look at how much coffee and caffeine you're taking in. Um, this might be a great time, especially if you're not being pressed by <laughs> work obligations to like get up at a crazy unreasonable hour. Like maybe you can do a coffee, caffeine withdrawal, um, taper down right now. And that might help you feel infinitely better. It might also help you sleep better. Uh, and then also the sugar piece that I was talking about earlier, making sure that we're not um, taking in too much sugar. Those yeah. are my, the hallmarks. And then meditation and yoga, right? Like I'm meditating at least every night, um, usually some other time during the day as well. That's a little less structured um, and doing some sort of like stretching or yoga, deep breathing stuff. Yeah agreed to all of that I'm grateful that before this all went down I did a cleanse and got off of coffee and got off of a lot of those um, stimulant ingredients and yeah. it's made a huge difference in my quality of life just when things are relatively normal but even now now that this has happened I'm grateful that I did that already <laughs> Yeah. have that in place because it really influences your mood it really really does uh, what we put into our bodies um and another thing I was going to add to um the consuming thing um social media and stuff the other thing is being mindful of what you're putting out mm. and not mm -hmm. perpetuating the fear yes. and um hysteria <laughs> hysteria and false information god yes like there's so much false uh information going on about what this virus is a government conspiracy like <laughs> you know don't worry about it like all these things that it's like okay we don't know we don't we don't know anything but what what do we know like and how can we stick to that stick to these bigger picture better health practices. Like we want to be overly cautious right now. We want to feel like, um, like we've just taken the precautions needed so this can end sooner than later. Um, and it's, I don't know, like it, I feel like we think we're being helpful by sharing articles and, and, all of this stuff on like the latest history or conspiracy around it, but that's not, it's not really serving anybody. And I'm also tempted to just go off of social media, but I've just, it's been therapeutic for me to share what I've been sharing this whole time about our health. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm continuing yeah. to share it, to provide some alternatives yeah um, to what, I think it's important but so it's just like being really mindful about what you are sharing and knowing that you have an influence um on what people are consuming 
And that's something I've always taken very seriously, but even more so now, um, could something we are putting out there, maybe it isn't a trigger for you, but could it be creating fear for somebody else? Um, things like that. So, um, yeah, I think a general rule would just to be stay away <laughs> or know your sources on social media that lift you up and check yeah. in with those when you need a pick me up Yeah, and try to ignore the rest Yeah, day to day. I agree. I totally agree. What I'm going to do is like, um, not keep it on my phone. Like keep mm. when I want to post something, I'll put it up. But like, other than that, I'm going to take it off my phone and like, when I do want to check in with people like you or, you know, um, Rachel Rainbow Bolt, who does um, the sage homeschooling stuff, um, like I'll check in with her, you know, just a few other select people who I know, like, aren't going to make me feel like a crazy person um, yeah. and, and quite the opposite, right? So uh, bringing these, these good feelings forward and these feelings of, um, of calm and groundedness yeah yeah well any final words things we didn't cover what you want the people to know not really it'll be all right <laughs> we'll be all right <laughs> we'll be okay and even even when we're not quote unquote okay we're still gonna be okay uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you, Becca, for your time, for Thanks, your crazy. wisdom. And for those listening, know that we are all in this together. We are processing along with you. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and, um, and feel free to reach out to either of us. Um, you can follow Becca at Minimal Wellness on yep. Instagram, her website, minimalwellness.com. And you can find me, uh, naturally, Randy K. And if you're listening to this, you already know how to find me. So <laughs> I'm still here and I'm not at my day job. So <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> let's hang out. I love it. All right. Well, thanks, Bex. We'll talk to you thanks, soon. Randy. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Randy K a holistic health practitioner and educator that has been helping people heal through bodywork, therapeutic yoga, and self-care coaching for over a decade. My mission is to help people simplify the healing journey by amplifying their own inner wisdom and teaching seasonal self-care practices. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend, leave a review on iTunes, or post it on social media. And if you do that, please tag me so I can see it and connect with you that way at Naturally Randy K. You can also commune with me via email if you sign up for my weekly-ish newsletter, The Simple Letters. You can sign up at naturallyrandyk.com slash newsletter. That's naturally, R-A-N-D-I-K-A-Y dot com slash newsletter. And hearing from you in some way totally makes my life and I always make sure to personally respond. And be sure to join me next time as the self-care conversation continues. Until we meet again, take good care and enjoy the journey.